Welcome to Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor with Sten Morgan, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. Did you know that 80% of 2022 is over? Well, it would make sense then that we'd start to look forward to things that we want to be different in 2023. One area that we have a tremendous amount of control over changing is our health. But there's more to health than carrots and running shoes. Health is spiritual. Health is who we spend our time with. Health is how we see the world every day when we wake up. So today we're going to get practical and discuss what we can do to improve our health and then also talk about the impact that has on our business and personal life. So here's my conversation with Sten Morgan. Welcome to the podcast. Sten Morgan here with my good friend Andy Traub. I'm excited today to dive into some little things that can turn into big things for your business and really even your life. So we're going to talk about health and a lot of different aspects of health, but where did you start to see and learn about the, these patterns among top producers and maybe mention why being around top producers can be discouraging? When I started going to conferences when I was young, I wanted to be around people that were doing big things. What I caught myself, though, is I'd be almost intimidated by when they, when they throw out these huge ideas. You know, our good friends over, you know, Matt Jarvis is like, hey, work six months out of the year. It's like, whoa, like. That seems so far away, yeah. and there is a process to get there. Or when we tell advisors, hey, the thing you've been giving away for free to, in order to sell a product, you know, you can charge for that and make a lot of money. Yeah, put five figures on that. And they're like, uh, what? Am I even worth that? And so yeah. it is helpful for us to have vision. It's great to get around big producers and advisors that talk about big ideas because you say, okay, it, it's out there. People are doing it, so I know it's possible. Yeah. Now it's up to me to figure out how to get there. But in addition to that, as I've been around a lot of producers, I've realized there's some commonality here. Like there are these things that you could choose to do tomorrow, whether it's causation or correlation. Like I'm not going to tell you, hey, if you do these things tomorrow, you're going to have all this other success. But I've seen all of these things enough times that they're fully within your control. And if you start doing them, you will be more successful. Right. So there are some things that you cannot do starting tomorrow, like not work six months of the year. Yep. But there's things that, you could do that would maybe perhaps create that opportunity if you wanted to. That's right. Right. So let's begin with one that I think this is this is one of those where you're either yes or no. There's no real medium. Yeah. Right. It's not like you're kind of pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not, right? <laughs> you're not you know, you're kinda of married. No, you're married or you're not. People either exercise or they don't. That's right. So let's break down the, the impact of that and also a good place to start if you don't. Yeah, I think it doesn't have to be extremes. So, in, in all of the things we'll walk through today, it doesn't have to be I do it to the 10th degree or nothing. Or it doesn't count. Or it doesn't count. Like, yeah. I'm doing CrossFit every morning for two hours, you know. Or it doesn't count. Or it doesn't count. No, that's not Sorry, the case. Sorry, CrossFit people. Yeah, CrossFit's great. I'm all about it. But for those that are, you know, I need to become aware that my health leads to other things. That when I exercise, I'm more alert in the day. Uh, I have... Uh, more energy to be more aware of my family and produce better. Like there's so many side effects to just being active. Right. And for me, you know, I've, I've in college, I worked out in the afternoon and I've in my life had to realize, okay, you got to wake up at five o'clock. I never thought I'd wake up at five o'clock. I was like, that's, that's silly. Like, why would I do that? Well, slowly I've had to work into that because I valued the exercise and saw the benefits and what yeah. it did to me mentally. And it made me uncomfortable and that the benefits of that just kind of spill over to your life that now I'm the guy that wakes up at 5 a.m. to work out. Yeah, I get a text from you at 5.30. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's 10. Andy, I have an idea. Wake up. 
That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and then, so I don't, I don't, I don't you're my alarm now. It's That's great. Right, you're good. No, but uh, I, I think that one, one of, there was a study in 2018 about morning exercise. And one of the interesting byproducts, which we'll talk about with another one of these, is that people, they did not tell them to change their diet, but people's diet started to change because when they started the day with a healthy choice, mm. they're like, why am I going to invalidate that by, like, I, I feel great. I shouldn't come. Yeah, that was hard. I don't want to cancel that out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. invalidate what I did. Uh, so there, there's these byproducts. I think that one of the, one of the most exciting things about exercise is ideas. Mm. And I know the reason, one of the reasons you text me in the morning is because you've exercised or you're exercising and your brain is clear. That's right. And ideas come. Yeah. I've heard on many podcasts, you know, top performing CEOs and places say, I, whether it's, I mean, there's a lot of them doing MMA or some kind of exercise because my mind is, has to stay focused on something else. Mm. Like if I'm doing a boxing thing or a CrossFit thing, it's like I'm not sitting there like worrying about stuff. <laughs> it's like I just have to keep up. The bell's ringing. People are yelling at me. Like it, 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 there's something different about putting your body under pressure mm. and how it responds. And uh, I had a friend a while ago, you know, he talked about, you know, if you run, then you're a runner. You know, if you exercise, you're, you could be an athlete. You're like, you don't have to think like, well, I'm just, that's just not me. It's like, well, if you get up and start walking, like, hey, you're a walker. Yeah. Like, good job. And so I think, especially if you haven't done it in your life for so long, if you don't exercise, not only are you not achieving your potential in the short run, you are fighting to build a great business and you will not be around to enjoy it. Yeah. Or you will underserve your clients because you won't do it as well for as long. And so this is one of those things that like tomorrow you can wake up and I can't remember what the study was about like getting to the gym or just starting the thing. Yeah. Like if you get down and do a push up, like just decide that. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to do one push up because the the odds you're going to do more once you get down right, 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 right. is a lot higher. Right. So I, my goal is like to get to the gym. Even if I sit there, walk around and do a couple sit ups and go home, good job. I, I had a buddy that was really overweight. And his first goal on the first day was to drive to the gym. <laughs> nice. Drove to the gym, put the car in park, turned it off, turned it back on, went home. It's progress. But what man. he knew was I could get up. He the got difference up. Was, nice. He got up. Yep. And he's like, I can get there. I can get my car there. And he's like, I'm going in tomorrow. Part of it was a shame. Mm, he was embarrassed yep. about how he looked. But he's like, all right, well, I can get there. And, you know, and the next day I went in. And I think he worked out for like five minutes. And oh, he left. Great. Oh, yeah. And they're like. But guess what? Nobody's like, you can't come back. <laughs> yes. Nobody says that. Oh, yeah. Like, you can literally go in for five minutes and be like, I'm good. See you, you guys. Know? And nobody's going to be like, you fraud. Yeah, They're going right. to be like, dang, he, he's pretty intense. We'll see you tomorrow. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> what does he know that I don't know? Because I'm here for an hour. Yeah. You know? I mean, I love that because the idea is almost you're conquering a limiting belief at a time. Yeah. Like, I can't get up. Like, that's too early. Oh, well, just do that. You know? And then, oh, I'm not into exercise. I don't know what to do. Well, look up a YouTube video and some basic workout. Like, so I think the takeaway for this, because there's countless data, like if you want to, like if you do not believe that this is so valuable and you, you'll never regret yeah. it, just go searching. Successful people do this. Yes, successful. And people if do and this. if people that are willing themselves to be successful, while fighting against the the negative effects of not doing this, like it it will catch up with you at some point. The last part that I want to encourage folks uh, who are listening or watching this on YouTube is that there is a deep, profound <laughs> importance, I think, of doing it in the morning. And here's why. Because I have never, 44 years old, I have never woken up in the morning and said to myself, I want to watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah. And here's what this has to do with exercise. 
Because later in the day when you're tired and your brain is tired and your body's tired and you finally are, you're like, I'm going to just veg. That's right. Right? But there, there's all these sort of tired distractions you, you can do at the end of the day. That's your leftover energy. So give it, like if you wake up in the morning, there's no, there's way less distractions. Bring it, yeah. You're not fighting against family or, you know, like there, there's advantages to this. Yep. And so I want to encourage you with that. What's, what's another one, uh, Stan, that you see people that are really high performers do well? Very practical sleep. Uh, I've met advisors that work way too many hours in a day, work weekends, and, and maybe in the short run it, it feels more productive, uh, but you're sabotaging yourself. Effectiveness. There, There is a sweet spot of when you should go to bed. And again, there's a level you can take this that seems extreme. I go to bed when the sun goes down. I wake up when it gets up. <laughs> there's people that have uh, alarm clocks that are light bulbs because light waking up naturally yeah, yeah, the light yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is less jarring than some alarm clock. So there's yeah. so many different My wife won't let me have one of those. Tactics. But I, I'm a, I, I want one. She's like, you know, I'm in the room too. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm not You need to buy one of those lamps off of, uh, what was the Christmas story? Like the leg lamp and bring that and just tell it. They're coming out with plug. Are they? Yeah, I'm really skeptical. <laughs> it's on HBO Max. It's, it's hard to beat the, the original. It, yeah, don't, don't mess with perfection. But there's, um, there's so much behind. Um, I mean, if, for me to wake up at five, I have to be in bed essentially by 10. Yeah. Like I, I'm shooting for a minimum of seven, seven hours of sleep. There's people I've met. I think some like maybe Steve Jobs or some people, or they've dialed it in like six. No, I think it was Elon Musk that said like, all I need is six. Yeah. Anything more than that, like it doesn't help me. It only hurts me. Yeah. And so obviously that number is different for everybody, but sleep and I, the, the old CrossFit games champion, I can't remember his name. I think he lives outside of town here. I saw him on a podcast and he said, if, if sleep was a drug, it'd be illegal Cause it's so because good. of how beneficial it is for your body. <laughs> you know, it's almost like performance enhancing drug that is completely at your disposal. Yeah. So some things to that, uh, I love that you mentioned, be consistent in the time you go to sleep. That will be helpful mm-hmm. to your sleep cycles. Another, and we know this to be true, is the blue light. It's bad for you. you know? So that if you're is, watching us on YouTube, uh, put your phone down and, and it's fall past asleep. past 8 o'clock. Fall yeah. asleep to our voices. <laughs> Go to sleep, hut. It's going to be fine. Get up and exercise. Eat right tomorrow. Uh, but, but yeah, the, the blue light. And, again, that's a hard thing. A lot of people go to bed by... I'm going to look at the screen and then put it down and go to sleep. About 30 minutes before you want to fall asleep, mm-hmm. you should put your phone down. Yeah. And um, some will even say up to two hours before you go to bed, you shouldn't watch TV. And again, that's like, I'm fully bought into this. Yeah. And if you have trouble sleeping, like play with this. Like you may figure out like, and a good night's rest is something you may not have in a long time. Once you have it, I mean, I'm sure you won't ever try to give it back. Like yeah. how, how important are the things you're trying to, to do? And what are they compromising in your business? Are you getting up on your own now? You have an alarm or you pop up? I have an alarm, but I usually wake up. I mean, some days this is super frustrating, like five minutes before my alarm. I'm like, ugh. Like, I guess I'll lay here, kind of just like think, and then wake up. It's like, so, yeah, my body's adjusted now to work. Yeah. And then on some days, you know, Wednesdays, um, I'll usually come back, take the kids to school after workout. Um, but Wednesdays is my day to like just be home. Yeah. And I'll probably wake up at 6.15 that day. Slacker. Uh, yeah. So, but but again, it's... To, to what degree do you want to take it? But the, no one will argue, and all the people I've been around, that like, hey, sleep's not important. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, Just hey, wake up right, whenever you want. Uh, exercise, but like, don't, don't, you don't need to sleep. Yeah. yeah. I also think about this, and I don't mean this in a light way, but like, one of the ways they torture people is they deprive them of sleep. <laughs> That's right. Because it'll jack up your brain. Yeah. It really will. Yeah. Right. I will also say this. Um, another part of sort of messing with your mood and sleep is if you sleep in too much, it it's I'm gonna drop a bomb right here. You ready? Get it. Okay. If you sleep in too much, 
I would submit it's because you don't like your life. Mm. That you don't want to be fully aware and awake. Okay. And so you kind of go, I'm just going to go back to my Bed sounds quiet good. place. Wow. You know? Uh, my dreams or just unconsciousness. Like, yeah. then why are you sleeping? If you need more rest, I get yeah, it. It's but lack like, of motivation to do something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a bigger thing. Yeah. Anyway. That's uh, good. Let's talk about uh, what you eat. What are some practical things there? And, and what are the most mm-hmm. common things that you see a lot of people doing that are really self-harm? I think uh, sugar is obviously the biggest thing. I mean, that's kind of generally accepted now that like sugar, the inflammation it causes in your body makes you tired. Like that is uh, monitoring your blood sugar levels. Like that's catching on now. I've got a yeah. constant monitoring of that. I'll see people at times and I did it once where I got one of those blood yeah. glucose monitors yep. stuck yep. in my arm. Yeah. I had a little needle on it and then you have an app on your phone. Cause I was curious, how do I respond to uh, when I do eat something like ice cream was kind of the thing I'll do two nights a week. I wait to the weekends. I don't do it every night. But I realized that there's like something in the dairy that offsets some of the glucose. So like it didn't spike very much. But if you eat like a cookie or cake, like you'll see that thing pop up. Yeah. Again, I just now know that about myself. Like I was curious about like, hey, are my habits helpful or how detrimental are they? Yeah. And so your diet is huge. Again, all this comes back to self-control of like, what do I want for myself? Is my future self going to be proud of what I'm doing? And do I fully understand the impact of this choice? Yeah. And the compounding effect, whether it's compounding in the positive or it's compounding in the negative. And the frustrating part, but I hope the encouraging part, if you do the other side of this, is you don't know until you try. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know how many things have sugar in them until you kind of like pay attention to your mood even mm-hmm. because you, you like ketchup has a ton of sugar. In it. Yeah. Like there's these weird things. You're like, why is there? Why? why? It's like, well, it's basically. Like no sugar added ketchup. And then you try it and you're like, oh, man, like. Yeah, no, don't do that. I would have ten percent. Oh, I would man. have ten percent as much ketchup yeah. if they gave. Well, you it to get me. used to it. It's yeah. kind of like the uh, coconut no, you, ice cream or something, right? You got just used as to good. The no sugar. No, ketchup. I just don't do ketchup. Anymore. I would like store a separate ketchup in my house if my wife she brought that once, and I was like, "Honey, no." You have your emergency stash. I would a hundred percent, a hundred percent steal ketchup. Um, so I think that there are extremes to diet, and I think that one of the things we didn't say was a diet. Some people have diets. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking right. about the, the ongoing. Yeah, the overall um, awareness of, of how your you know, your your body, your machine, the thing that's there that you're wanting to perform, are you doing your part? Yeah. And there's always the, you know, we we I would say do not go after extremes. Small steps can be yeah. big wins. For me, again, it was like I'm having an ice cream kind of randomly. It's kind of my thing at the end of the day. All right, send Friday and Saturdays. Yeah. It wasn't like, Stan, if you eat ice cream, you're, 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 you're ruined it. You're right. What are you doing? Like beating myself up. It was like, okay, but in moderation, like that's, that's my thing, but I'm not going to do these other things. Yeah. And, I, and I feel comfortable. Like I can settle in that. I think that's a really healthy perspective. As in uh, the other night, literally I was having a birthday party for a daughter who just turned 11. I think I had had a soda earlier in the day and it was like, they were having the cake. And I was like, I'll have a piece tomorrow. I had a soda earlier. And my wife's like, where's my husband? Never mind. I like this guy. You know, like uh, I was like, I just, I've had enough sugar today. Like I'm nice. good. Yep. You know what I mean? So again, it's just this little decisions. It's not like never drink soda again, but like, what if it's like, you probably don't eat cake every day. Yeah. You know, like, so why well, you, you actually can then enjoy it more. Absolutely. Like, hey, this, this feels, this is a celebration. This is something that, that I can not regret five minutes later and right. beat my, myself right. up. Yeah. Make it special. So, What's in the DNA of EAN and a lot of advisors that, that we get to coach and work with is there's a, an understanding that there's an average path you take or there's an elite path you take. 
and without question, anybody that's kind of ridden that average train, you know, the curse of comfort, very rarely are they writing books or doing anything later in life that they're like, man, you know what? I'm glad I did that. Like if I could get my younger self here in front of me, I'd say, hey, keep choosing the elevator, you know, Lori Vaden's book, Take the Stairs. It's like so simple. Like how many choices do we have in a day to be like, am I going to start making these choices? And what's amazing is those choices kind of fake it till you make it. Like those can rewire your brain. 100%. And eventually those things will become second nature. So much of the stuff like in, in the Seven Mindsets of Success book that I put out years ago, so much of that stuff was not natural. Like I had to train it. And there was versions of it. It was like stage one of perspective for Sten was not wanting to fight somebody when they corrected me. Like, whoa. you know. And then eventually it was like, no, I'm so comfortable now that I'm actually going to start asking people proactively yeah. to critique me. You're excited when people say, hi, hey, I have some feedback for you. Bring it on. Awesome. What do you got? Yeah. And so I'd say there's, there's versions of all of these. And my hope is because these are fully in your control that if one of these jump out to you, that you say, okay, I'm going to go from version you know, one out of 10 on that to two. And, and that's a huge win. Yeah. And once you go from two to three, like that, that, that stone is rolling, the momentum will work in your favor. Let's switch to something that I think, again, it's almost like sugar that kind of run from high to high, but let's switch a little bit to health. And I think this is where this pod, this episode specifically is, is unique when we talk about health. Let's talk about email. Man, it's a big one. Like how does, how does email fit into our health? It's a sneaky one. The, the distraction of it, the, the, the hit you get when you pick up your phone and look. 100%. I mean, it is something about like, again, we shouldn't all pick up our phone so much anyways, but I bet that email is the primary cause or text or social media. But I know for me in business, it's email. One, it's getting over myself that like, they need me now. You know, like every problem is immediate. And I heard somebody say the other day that your email is a to-do list created by other people. Your email is a to-do list created by other people. And I was like, I mean, the fact that I'm responding and reacting, and again, I'm a people... I want to serve people. Like sure. I have a servant heart. I think, you know, advisors that are, a lot of advisors are like that. And that's why we can be successful in this business. But if you, you then start doing harm to your clients and your team members, if, yeah. if you're living in that. You're, you're, you're waiting to be interrupted. It's a reactive thing. Yep. You're reacting to something. I also think that, you know, and this is an interesting thing for you listening or watching. If you say, man, but just people keep emailing <laughs> me, I would respond, because you keep responding <laughs> so to fast. Them. Yeah, you've trained People, you them. Know me and they expect to respond so quick because you've been responding so quick. That's right. I mean, I, listen, I know this to be true of you. If I call you and you don't answer, it's because you had something else going on or you didn't want to talk to me right now. <laughs> Like, that's it. But there's other people, and I don't know, you maybe think of some, but I call and they always answer. Mm. And I'm like, kind of like, that's not good, man. Yeah. Like, don't, don't always be so dang available. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you do train people around you. And then if you don't respond as you have, like, it is a boundary issue. Yeah. And I emailed a, a buddy of mine the other day, a pretty successful guy in real estate. And he must have done this recently, but he said, hey, appreciate your email. Uh, I respond to emails on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, that, that's and I was that's like, nice whoa. Level. Like, that, yeah, that's, that's baller. And hopefully at that point you have a team that you've delegated stuff to and there are people receiving important messages. Like, right. that you'll be able to partially get over yourself at some point to realize like if I'm not available, like the world will continue to spin yeah. and people will be okay. So for me, that, that shift required me to create rules in my email to where certain emails just go to folders. Yeah. So that when, when I do get an email to my inbox, like it most likely requires my attention yep. Rules. within some reasonable period of time. Or, hey, I'm going to block this sender, put them to junk so they're always going to hit there. Because yeah. short of that, I mean, 
I don't know what the number, 100 emails a day that most people get on average? Yep, 100 emails. And, and if how many of those are really vitally important that need to be responded to? I mean, friends, look at your inbox. Look <laughs> I mean, at the next crazy. 20 messages that come in. And here's the crazy thing. That we but treat. it's still catching your attention because if you're, it's dinging. But imagine looking. this. And then, and then the way we treat email is which one do you read? The one on top, right? Imagine if you assign the importance of your mail by like you ran in the house. Honey, there's this really important piece of mail. I have to read it first. Why? Because it was on top. <laughs> nice. No, honey, that's a, that's a credit card ad. Yeah. Oh, this next one must be super important. Why? Because it was the next one on top. Like we don't even order our emails, right? That's a good point. So yeah. filters for Gmail users or Google Workspace users, uh, rules for Outlook users, like start to identify the, the, ha- the, the, the patterns yep. and, and allow them to make decisions. All of the newsletters I sign up for, I don't, they could send me thousands. I don't care because they automatically go to a newsletters folder. Yep. And when I go through them, I just scan, 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 delete. Good. Like yeah. 50 or 60 or 80 at a time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you compound that time. I mean, that it's just, it would be a silly number. Not only because I think there's a stat about how long it takes to come back from an interruption. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. 25 minutes. Like to, to oh, fully get to back fully to where you were sort back of engaged. Yeah. So email is something you can take action on tomorrow. And the commonality between top producers, not only in our business, is that they control their email. Their email doesn't control them. Yeah. So if you're feeling even slightly convicted on, hey, there's an improvement I can make there, it, it, it could probably take you five minutes tomorrow. Yeah. I'll put a, a link to a YouTube video in the show notes on YouTube, but also on any app you're listening to. And I, there's going to be a link in there about how to look for how many times you picked up your phone. Because Apple has this built mm. in. So, yeah. so you can, and what it was, what the app is you went to. Yeah. So you can see sort of, you picked it up. I pick up my phone about 60 times a day. That's about my average. It's probably below average, though. I think it probably Which is. Which makes you an above average. Which makes me above, let's be <laughs> above average person. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but but here's the thing. You can't fix it unless you start to measure it. Oh, yeah. You know, is that? And you, you look like, oh, my gosh, I'm at 180. Or gosh, oh, yeah. I, the, but the problem is if you're too reactive, you're you're picking it up probably well over 100 times. Yeah. And mine, I took social media off my phone. I don't yeah, know. It was not really a lot easier that. way. You're really good at that. But I still probably, I pick it up more than you do. I think mine's like 80. But yeah. it's, it, it's email and text. Yeah. And so, I mean, that again, awareness is key uh, yeah. on all this stuff. Because if you are aware, you can't help but start making slightly different decisions. Yeah, so make smaller decisions. Yep. And, and make those decisions. And, and they're going to be small and incremental. But if you look and you go, okay, my goal is just to, I'm going to cut it down 10%. Great. And then you're aware of it. And you're mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to wait. That's right. Right. There's, there, there's another byproduct of this, which is to be fully present with people. People know when you're fully present or mm-hmm. not. And so when you're less distractible, yep. you're fully present, you get things done faster because you're fully there. So that's another byproduct. Yep. And that could even be I put my phone down when I get home and I'm not responding to emails or even looking. Yeah, there's this. It's how tempting as you're sitting on the couch, like, oh, I wonder what's coming in the work email now. Like, put it down. It's going to be okay. I have to put okay. my phone in another room. Yeah. Like, it has to be, I have to be like, ah, it's not worth getting up for. That's right. Yeah. Right? It doesn't always have to be like my sheer willpower is going to be successful. No. Like, set your environment up to be successful. I know successful. my willpower. <laughs> yeah. My phone has to go in the other room. Nice. That's yeah. good. Yeah. All so, right. Next one. Um, I love this one. Obviously, I wrote about it in my, my first book was like pursuing feedback. And at its core, you're putting yourself up for review, meaning as opposed to building an environment that just reinforces that you are you're good and just keep doing everything you've been doing before. And if anybody even looks sideways at you, they're questioning who you are as a person. Like yeah, they're wrong by default. You can you can sit in that fixed mindset versus. And again, this was a progression for me where you slowly start pursuing and saying, I want mirrors up around me. I want, I want to be reading things, listening to things, be around people that 
will expose blind spots. Yeah. Because that's why blind spots called a blind spot. It's like you don't know. Yeah. And the sooner you know, the better you'll be. Um, I, I was I was riding in a friend's car vehicle a vehicle recently that there's new and I was like I want to see your vehicle and and I said oh your car's got those little red things and they're like what and I was like they had the blind spot detector and I remember seeing those for the first time and I thought through it I was like you know for all the technological advances like there's still no mirror that doesn't have a blind spot like they they didn't remove the blind spot they put it into detector it's like everybody's got it every mm-hmm. car has a blind spot mm-hmm. and now we're going to tell you when there's something in your blind spot yeah. And the reality is, are you the kind of person that says, like, I want a car that has those. Yeah. And I want to be the kind of person that has that, like, I know I have a blind spot. Please look. And, and really great friends will tell you the truth about yourself and you'll receive it. Yeah. And you have to, with friendships, that's, I'm glad you brought that up, is you have to give them permission initially. If in the past, and this was me, what you were a person that was kind of unapproachable, that was kind of just intimidating, always wanted to put up a front that like, hey, I got it together. You you maybe have not naturally set up an environment around yourself that people assume that'll go well. Yeah. And so you, to, to initiate that, and this is what I had to do, it's like, hey, would you mind? And they'll be hesitant. Like, you may not even get, like, a full answer the first time. Create the habit with those friendships of, hey, if I give him feedback, he's going to receive that. Or if I tell her about that, she's going to think about it, and I'm probably not going to get punished. So are you saying it. if you're not sure, you have to say, hey, are you okay with me giving? Are you are you saying? You have to invite tell, it. Tell say, people, hey, I, I'd like some feedback on this. Yep. Because sometimes people think, oh, you got all your stuff together. Or maybe you feel like uh, the person's a little standoffish. Yeah. They, yeah. Why, why would they take that risk? If yeah, they've right. observed you or what they've learned is like, that's not really important to you. You think you got it all together. Like, it, it may not happen naturally. I think what's super impressive is when I'm in a room with someone who I think just sort of knows everything, that they're asking really, like, they're asking questions like, tell me more about that. I want to understand mm-hmm. this. Like, I'm not really good at that. Tell me this. Yep. I'm like, oh, that's yep. humility. Oh, man. <laughs> and wisdom. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things that I'm thankful for that I've been learning and challenged by, and this came about not because I figured it out, it's just hard life things forced me to yeah. internalize this is curiosity. It's like, there's a good chance I'm wrong. And that also two things can be true. Like the way I experience something is true to me and the way that Andy's yeah. experienced something is true yeah. to him. So they're both true. And me trying to sit here and convince you of mine will get us nowhere. <laughs> and obviously it's a huge marriage win as well. If you can be like, what do you mean by that? Like, how yeah. does that make you feel? Like, curiosity and asking people their opinion will get to those blind spots spots so fast and you know again take something that might take 10 years and compress it down to three right you have to get people to give you feedback yeah so let's talk about um well and let's just be really quick there's some other ways you can get feedback beyond just sort of conversations there's counseling yep Right. And that's, again, inviting for, you know, feedback from a professional whose their job is literally just to ask questions yep. and not talk about themselves. Yep. Which for like, me, that's the, um, the emotional kind of EQ side of things. Yeah. There's plenty of conferences. Books are great for this low cost way of kind of yeah. reading a book. And while you're reading it, you're like, oh, if I'm, I'm good at that. But understanding who you are, where you came from, like biggest win of, you know, my personal life in the last couple of years is like yeah. counselor every, every month, put that mirror up, get challenged. And that stuff takes time because you have to learn to trust those people. And so yeah. this might be something you're like, hey, I went to a counselor once. This is good. <laughs> These are some things you got to commit to. I took a shower once. <laughs> yeah. uh, I should probably take another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you know, reading books, counseling, coaching, those situations. Uh, the last one, let's just talk about um, who you surround yourself with. Huge. And, and I, depending on where you grew up, like sometimes you can't control this. And when I was young, I didn't know. I was, I hung out with who I played sports with and, 
And I think about it for my kids. I'm like, are they going to just happen into a good group of friends? Because sometimes that's how it comes about. Yeah. Like, hey, I started working at this firm and these are the people that are here. Like I didn't choose them. Somebody else did and I'm here. So very rarely do you get to hand select everybody around you. Mm. But you do get to decide who you spend your time with and who you learn from. And this the stake in this is a study out of Harvard, Dr. I think it was David McClelland, that 95% of your success or failure in life is tied to who you spend your time with, which is a gut check, especially for me when early in my life I was like, who can I save? Who can I help? Like it was it was so much of like I got my worth from like being able to to give out. Yeah. I wasn't very aware of like, hey, who's pouring into me? And and so for me this was huge and, and those the data supports it that how aware are you of who's around you? You can't always choose it, but are you proactively going and saying, I want to be around some people that make me really uncomfortable, that like uh, that are going to raise me up and challenge me? And the idea that you are the sum of the five people you spend your time with, like that is true. I think it's also, um, I call it social gravity, not like depth, but like literally like the, when you drop something, it goes down. Mm-hmm. That There's a social gravity that like when other people around you are negative, they will pull you down with them. Oh, yeah. Right? And I think that the, having the maturity, I, I've I've had to do this with relationships and situations, and it's gotten super awkward where I've been in a social situation, and people start just talking about something in a way that I'm not mm. okay with. Yeah, and I will literally have to go, "Hey guys, I'm going to take off," and they're like, "Okay, yeah, you know, like well, just just exit the situation because I know there's the folks who are watching or listening." And your work environment is not healthy. Yeah. It is not productive. It is mm. not emotionally healthy. Yeah. It is negative. It is blaming. And you have to find a way to exit that. You yeah. have to find a way to rise above that. Yep. I talk to advisors. We talk to advisors all the time. And part of it's one of the reasons they join EAN is they're like, I have an office with 20 guys and I don't want to hang out with any of them. Mm. It's collectively, it's not a healthy environment. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm glad we can be there for you. Yeah. You know, and that there is a, a personal side to that. Like, are people making you feel good? Are they challenging, encouraging you? I have a couple of friends years ago. I don't talk to them much anymore, but every time I was, I was like, man, this is kind of a bummer conversation mm-hmm. and they're making me kind of complain about stuff. And then they're claiming, but like, or do I talk to somebody and I'm like, man, you know, ah, this is cold outside. And, and this happened this morning at a five thirty wake up class. I was, I was like, yeah, man, that was, it was kind of shocking walking out of the house this morning. He's like, yeah, man, but I love the changing seasons because it's like something different and new. And I was like, Okay, yeah. Like you're right. Like and it's like are those are the kind of people I want to be yeah. around that are like, yeah. "Hey, you seem like you just took a dip. Hey, come back here with me." Yeah. And then I get to do that for them. Yeah. And so serving people doesn't mean you have to be around only top performers that only pour into you like we relationships on all the spectrum, but you have to have and be very diligent about am I surrounding myself with people that challenge me and bring positivity into my life? Like I just want to hang out with that guy, whoever he was. You know, oh, like, great. Wanna, oh he's hilarious. I want to see that guy. I want to yeah. be like, yeah, man, it's like it snowed six inches. And they're like, oh, it snowed. And I'm like, it's December. Yeah. Like, what do you want? <laughs> That's right. I used to live in South about. Dakota. I guess what people don't complain about the snow. Yeah, it's right. like you live in South Dakota, man. That's that's a choice you made. That's right. Know? All perspective. So, so yeah, I think finding yourself, and and I hope that this episode and Sten's words here today have encouraged you to just open your eyes and just and maybe just look at yourself as if you know you're on the outside of yourself and go, what kind of decisions is he or she making? Mm-hmm. Are they are these good decisions? On what what are we listening to? Who are we surrounding ourselves with? What are we tolerating? Yep. And don't tolerate it anymore. Yeah, you are. 95, 95% of your success or failure is a result of who you spend your time with. 
if I was not achieving the success I wanted to, and I was going to spend my time on something tomorrow, it would be evaluating that. And if there's a gap there, I'd try to figure out as quick as possible, how do I get myself around people? They're going to lift that up as quick as possible. Well, as always, thanks for listening today. I I think I might have mentioned this on past shows, but one of my favorite songs of all time is written by a guy named Andrew Peterson, and it's called Be Kind to Yourself. I'll put a link to that song in our show notes. I mentioned that song because this isn't the time to feel guilty about how poorly you've handled your health in 2022. Forget it. Take that emotional and mental energy and put it towards improving your health. Be kind to yourself. What can you do today? And just maybe one or two of the areas that we discussed. You can do something today. We believe in you, so go for it. Speaking of going for it, registration for our How to Charge Live event in Nashville in January is open now. So if you'd like to spend two days with us at our offices, learning how to charge for your advice or improving your systems when you do charge for your advice, then go to stenmorgan.com slash how to live. If you're listening to this maybe after the event has happened, then go to that URL anyway and sign up to be notified when we're going to have our next How to Charge Live event. That's stenmorgan.com slash how to live. We appreciate you listening to this show. And if you want to become an elite advisor, then go share some great ideas and see what happens. We'll see you next time.